What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I blew my knee out. Yeah, that, that, that ain't stopped me. I'm still out here getting it. It ain't stopped me. You know what I'm saying? I got cut eight times. I still found a way to play in the NFL. You know what I mean? I got lost my spot three times in a row at Ohio State. Still found a way to play. You know? So it don't matter. It's all about if you got it in the inside. And if you got it up here, you got it in your heart, you're going to make it. Turn my mic up. For you. Take this. Yeah, yeah, uh, on the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges, good friends become foes and snitches, better watch who knows in your business. All right, so listen, hustle fam, hustle fam, I got a, I got a very special guest on today. Um, man, listen, um, athlete, entrepreneur, Curtis Grant is joining us today on Truck and Hustle. Um, if y'all don't know who Mr. Grant is, um, he is a former captain of the New York Giants, um, national champion, Ohio State, right? National champion. You got, yeah. you got, you got a lot of accolades there, my brother. Yeah, that's some slight, brother. Just, some <laughs> few, just a few accomplishments, man. I've been working hard for my whole life, man. No doubt. And, and, and now owner of CG and Boys Trucking, right? So that's mm-hmm. how we get to truck and hustle man so first yeah. of all welcome to the show my brother thank you so much for joining me today no problem brother i appreciate you having me man for, for sure so listen man i just want to um let's get started man let's 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 get to the beginning how did how did you get into the trucking industry man let, let, let's talk about it man to be honest with you truck has been a dream of mine since i was probably like five or six man it first started off you know probably just riding in the back seat in the car seat looking out the window and uh, just seeing big trucks. And um, my grandpa, my mother's father, he actually drove big trucks, dump trucks and heavy equipment. So, he, you know, probably like my first couple of Christmases, he got me, you know, something to do with trucks. If one with the Tonka, Tonka truck that we out there playing in the dirt with or the front loader. And went from that to going to my dad's parents' house. Then right across the street, they had a shopping center. All the, everybody in the area drove trucks and they used to park their trucks right across the street. So, it started there and then it just started picking up and then my brother started driving. Then I started hitting the road with him. So that's just a little fast pace of, you know, fast forward and what goes on in life. And then, you know, I always said when I got to the league, I was going to take my money and go buy me some trucks, man. And I mean, I can't, it's, 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 I mean, it's a dream come true, man, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. yeah it feel good to accomplish it. It's, it, it's not easy now, but it's, it, it just feel good to accomplish your dream. Okay, dope, dope. So, so let's kind of let's kind of rewind a little bit and let's uh-huh. start from the beginning because that's where we're at currently. Um, mm-hmm. CM boys trucking, trucking, and we'll get back to that. We'll talk more about the business, yeah. but yeah. Let, 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 let's start from the beginning. So, where yeah. are you from? Let's, let's let's talk about you coming up as a kid growing up, man. Oh well, coming up as a kid, I'm from uh, Richmond, Virginia. Uh, um, right there, I went. I, I moved from the. I guess you could say closer to the city, to the northeast side of town, which is Glen Allen, but it's still considered Richmond. Um, okay. I went to Hermitage High School, left there, um, went to Ohio State, 
um, graduated from there with a sociology degree. Um, then went to the league for three years and ended up blowing my knee out 2017 um, against the Redskins um, on Thanksgiving night. Thanksgiving night of, of yeah. all nights. On all nights, heating up in my backyard. I might as well say, because <laughs> we was at FedEx Field. That was my mom's first game. My okay. first real NFL game, man. And I was heating up, man. I probably had like three or four tackles back-to-back. And um, a guy pushed me in my back, and my career was over after that. Wow, wow, wow. All yeah. right, so 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 let, 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 let's let's go back a little bit. So you said Hermitage High School. Um, yeah. You were, you were All-American there, Hermitage, right? Yeah, I was uh, Army All-American, uh, number two player in the country, um, number one player in my position, number one in the state, um, defensive player of the year. Um, I had a lot of I had a lot of cool accolades, man. That you know, that I was blessed to be around good people, man. You know, far as you know, great teammates, great coaching staff. But what was instilled in me as a young kid was hard work. So I was just always working, man. Got you. I've always owned my own business. When it, from the lawn care, when I was a young kid, you know, doing trees and planting flowers and stuff like that, and um, that just translated to the football field. And I was always an aggressive kid. I always wanted to help people get better and do better, man. I always wanted more for myself, man. Got you. So you were an entrepreneur even when you were in high school? Yeah, uh, before then. I mean, it started, it started in the garden with my grandpa, you know, out there tilling up the yard. And by the time I got down for the summertime, it was time to pick the crops, you know, because I would be in school. So once we got our school in June, we had corn, tomatoes, uh, zucchini, squash. Okay. Um, watermelon. And we would take those. And he would give me a food line bag. I'd walk across the street, sell it for $20, or we'd take it to the flea market, man. Did, did, did you get a lot of attention in high school, be, be, you know, at, the, at that time with, with all the accolades? How, how'd you deal with that? Uh, man, it was... Um, I got a lot of attention, man, but I've always been taught to be humble, man. So it wasn't more so for me. It was more so for my squad. I mean, because I used my attention to get them attention, to be able to, you know, help them get scholarships because it wasn't about me. I mean, because at at one point I had 20-some scholarships to anywhere in the country. Okay. To anywhere in the country. So once I I started, I got my first scholarship probably uh, after, like, my third varsity game, my freshman year of high school from the University of uh, West Virginia. Okay. At that point, I knew I was on to something. So what I did was just take the light and reflect it on others. Mm, got you. Got yeah. you. So so when these teams are are, are kind of courting you um, mm. for, for scholarships as a kid, like, is it a lot of pressure? Mm, I mean, it depends on how you want to take it. Okay. I've always been put in big-time big, big time situations, so it wasn't a lot of pressure for me. I've always took it as, you know, thank you. I'm going to keep working. You know what I'm saying? And, Let's not, my biggest thing was let's not forget about the main goal. My main mm. goal was to go to school for free. So mm. if I can get one, I know I could get two. If I can get two, I know I can get three. Right. And it, and if if I could complete my team goals, my personal goals don't come because I'm a part of that team. That's the way I looked at it. Got you. So so your goal was always really education and 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 sports was kind of like a, a a conduit to that education. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I wasn't one of those kids that really liked education. Okay. I always, I always thought school was dumb. I used sports to get me to where I needed. I was always one of those kids that thought outside the box. I was always one of those kids that looked at something and wanted to see how I could make money with it. Okay. School school never interested me, to be honest. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? Um, I still made it through 
Yeah. I'm an Abbey Honor Roll one time. Okay. But I, I never looked at school. I learned more from being around older folks. As far as my grandpa, my dad, they always taught me how to hustle the right way. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't them but cutting grass or learning how to trim trees, you know, the old school way. The way that, you know, the blue collar way. With your your hands, working with your hands. Working with my hands, the blue collar way, which is not really respected anymore. You know what I'm saying? So That's a fact. Now, you know, no disrespect to school, but it never really prepared me for the real real world of sports. Sports and being around older folks that's already been through it prepared me for the real world. Because I'm going to be honest, the only thing I really use now is the math. And learning how to write and read. I mean, <laughs> right, right, right. The, the science and all that other stuff, everything else now is self-taught. And I'm going to be, you know, the stuff that I needed to learn, I didn't learn. I didn't learn about the taxes. I didn't learn about financial literacy. Right. I didn't learn how to write a business plan. Right. I, you know, you didn't, we didn't learn about the compound interest. We didn't learn about if we go to school and we didn't pay for school, how long we would be in debt for college. Mm. and how we can't get rid of that you know what i'm saying I, right. now now that i drive a truck you know i'm self-employed not just a truck driver i'm self-employed i look at my, that's my free time so i got my billionaires playing every day right. teach me about the financial literacy okay that's mm. the key word he said let me write that down let me go home when i get when i park the truck for the night and find me a load for tomorrow let me go ahead and write that down and research what he was talking about. Right. You know what I'm saying? One of my favorite guys now to listen to is Robbie Kiyosaki, man. Like, okay. The stuff that he talks about is just so, it's just, it, it, he's giving you the pieces, he's giving you the pieces to the puzzle, but he only has a certain amount of time to be on video. Right. But that's your turn to, you know, to shopping, shopping your skills, you know? Because ain't nobody cat. just going to give you nothing. Yeah. Anybody going to give you nothing. The cash quadrants and all that type yeah, of stuff yeah, that he's you talking about. Learn, yeah, you got to learn about that. I'm, <laughs> I'm in quadrant S right now. I'm, you, I'm on the way to the beat in the eye. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, I even ordered this game, Cash Flow. And I'm okay, dope. We play, we play Monopoly right now. Dope, so. dope, 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 dope. <laughs> yeah, that's, so. that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so was your dad an entrepreneur as well? Uh, well, my dad... Uh, be honest, my dad played football, and the same thing happened to my dad that happened to me. Um, from what he was telling me before he passed away, my dad died at 20. Um, when I was 20 years old, back in 2013. And um, my dad was a great football player from what everybody was telling me. Uh, he was playing against uh, – he was in the playoff game, and uh, he got high-low. Somebody grabbed his ankle, and the other guy hit him in his knee and blew his knee completely out. Mm. I think he was going to go he – he had a shot to go to the NFL, from what I've been told. He never got a chance to really um, conquer those dreams. He ended up being a correctional officer, owning a weight room. Um, he was a great coach. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much my dad. Cool guy. Right. Real supportive. Right. Um, but, you know, uh, life got the best of him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mental health. So, you know, those old school guys, you know, they don't want help. They'll figure it out. And, uh, you know, it got the best of him. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah. But, he inst- but he instilled some very important things in you. You know what I mean? Oh which, yeah. Which which you carry to this day? Yeah, so. for sure. He, he, yeah, he did, man. Always, he's always wanted me to be macho man. You know, never show any weakness. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. No, no doubt. doubt. No doubt. Yeah. All right. So um. So so coming into the league, man. Um. Talk to me a little bit about financially what it's like transitioning from um. You know, from high school, and then you come into the league, you get your first check. Like, 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 what does that look like for somebody? See, I mean, 
depends on how you grow up and how you view money. Okay. You know, I mean, if you would have asked anybody in my area, they would have told you I would have been a top 10 pick millionaire, you know, uh, just, just pretty much living life like, like no other, but my life didn't go like that. Okay. Uh, I hit adversity in college, man, that, that I'd never hit in life ever before. I mean, I'd rather hit me now than later on in life. Um, cause it's preparing me for something bigger than myself, you know? Um, so when you get the opportunity, you know, I hear a lot of guys in the league say, man, I ain't never had nothing, so I'm gonna buy everything. But what are you buying everything for? You know what I'm saying? Are you buying everything to cover up what you missed? Because you might as well just go ahead and take that as an L and create something that you never, ever had. And that's wealth. Right, right. So not 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 short-term money, you know, because that, I mean, to be honest, that league money, that's fast money. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, fast money ain't always good money. Right. You know that. Right. If it's, even if you're gambling, selling drugs, whatever, whatever it may be. That fast money come and go fast. That long term yeah. money, it sit there long term if you know what you're doing with it. Right. You know, right. so like all the cars and the chains and all that the depreciating uh the liabilities, man. Mm. And that's something that we're not taught. You know, there's people would be like, Oh yeah, you go ahead and spend a little bit, man. You deserve it. You've been working hard your whole life. But if I give any, like like Marshawn Lynch said, protect your chicken, man. <laughs> <laughs> protect your protect your money, man, because you buying all these liabilities. What are they doing for you? Right. Right. You know, and but to see the game is nobody wants to teach you about that. Because it's like, oh, the more money you spend, you putting more money in others' pockets. But yeah, you might get a game. Some of them cats is getting a million dollars a week, man. Yeah. Yeah. And you out here, you running, oh, I got Lamborghinis, I got this, I got that. But eventually when that cheering, like Coach Mario used to tell us, when the cheering stops, the cheering stops, man. Yeah. If you ain't got that name no more, man, people not ringing your phone up to ask you to invest in this and do that, you starting all over. Right. You can have a million dollars in the bank, and if you don't know nobody, you can't do nothing with it. Right, right. Who, who Who's advising guys in the league? Like, you know, I mean, is there anybody out there that people can reach out to? Like, I'm going to be honest with you, brother. I didn't have really have anybody to reach out to to ask that. I mean, the, you know, money changes things. Sometimes you get those cats, like, uh, you get those cats that got big money that have people in their life tell them what to do with the money. Right. Then, you know, all of a sudden when they hit the lotto the next day, every financial in the, advisor in the world is calling their phone like, well, I can help you do this. I can help you do that. But then they end up making them go broke. Right. Or they got somebody paying their bills. Instead of them paying the bills, they paying, they take an extra saying the bills might be $1,000, but they tell them it's 1500 Right. You so, so so, who normally controls that? Like when you get in the league, you, you have an agent, right? Did you have an agent when you got in the league? Yeah, but the agent, man, that's like having a real estate agent, bro. Got you. So they're like I mean, a middleman. They just trying to eat off of your off off of your check, basically. I mean, that's the way I look at it. I right. Because if but if you're not if you're not educated, you don't know that. Right. Everybody's like, get you an agent. Get you an agent. I mean, not a lot of times the NFL teams was calling my phone before they was calling my agent. Got you. I ain't <laughs> think that was you supposed to be representing me, but my phone ring and I'm like, well, I'm on the way to such and such, and he'd be like. 
All right, guys, Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now, let's get back to the show. They didn't call me. Right. Well, you my agent. <laughs> right. I, I ain't touch base. Right. So I, so I how so, so how do you find your agent? Does the agent find you? Like it's like almost like once once they know you're in the league, it's like they start calling you, they start blitzing well, you. Like, how well, does that work? It all starts uh at the end of your college season. Sometimes you meet people out. You okay. know, and sometimes you get a lot of stuff from word of mouth. You know, uh let's just say let's just say uh you got a you got a big name like the Bosa brothers okay. from Ohio State. Okay. You know, their father and uncle was first round picks. So nine times out of ten, they didn't create a network full of guys. And it's like, well, hey, uh, such such, you might as well go talk to my son. Huh, here you go. Then their son automatically go go with that person because my dad and uncle went with them. Mm. So or you got some people like Drew Rosenhaus that only deal with first round picks. Right. So he might get one of his players to hit up, let's say if I was a first round pick coming out this year, but you came out last year and you had Drew Rosenhaus. You went to Ohio State, so Drew gonna hit you and say, hey, boom, uh, hit Kurt and tell him call. Got you. Then they're gonna fly you out, give you your money while you in uh, training for the league, doing this, that, and the third. Sometimes you gotta pay, you always got, you're gonna always have to pay it back some way. It may not look like it, but you're gonna always have to get, you know, pay it back some way. So is is the small number eight of agents that represent most of the league? Um, to be honest, I really, I really don't know, man. It's a lot of agents out there, man. It's just, like I said, it's like having a real estate agent, you know, it's all about who you know and who you connect with and their value, what they feel like, your your how valuable to them. Got you. Know? you. So, so what, like how, go ahead, go ahead. I was about to say, how I met my agents was through one of my coaches at Ohio State. Um, he put me on with one of the guys that was from Richmond. Um, that was a recruit. And then I talked to him a couple of times. He was helping guide me through the process when I left college. And he said, man, I got some great friends up in New York. Uh, get these guys a call. And then I gave him a call and they ended up being my agent. Got you. Got you. So, so what did you do financially when you first got into the league? Tell, tell us a little bit about your, your, your like your story. Like what, what moves did you make that were you, well, were you, go ahead. Well, I, I knew I wasn't a big time player coming into the league. I was a free agent. I wasn't the same guy that was a, all accolade guy coming out of high school, so I took I took most of my money and put it up. Okay, I just put it in the bank. Um, I really didn't know what to do with my money because I was never taught what to do. All I knew was go to school, get an education, put your money in the bank. Right. But nobody ever told me put my money in the bank won't go bring me no money neither. Right. Nobody ever told me that that money that I saw in the bank ain't really my money no more because they lended it out and they getting interest back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody ever told me none of that. So I had to research all that stuff myself. Right. So then once I finally got enough money, I said, you know what? Well, I'm investing in something I, I know I always want to do, and that's trucks. I know they always going to run, you know, no matter what, every each and every single day. And so, um, you know, I jumped in the trucking game. I brought dump trucks and tractors. Um, dump trucks is a good hustle if you got newer trucks and you got a great mechanic. Tractors is a good game if you know how to negotiate and understanding your rate per mile, mm. you know, and knowing who you're dealing with, man. That's the biggest thing. But like anything else, man, uh, 
if you got somebody to help you along the way, not give you every nugget, but to help guide you, it's a lot easier. But when right. you're out here getting it out the mud, you're going to spend more money because right. you don't know. You got to make the mistake. So you yeah, can yeah. find out. And then when you get on top, then everybody, you know, like we got all these consultants out here all of a sudden. Everybody the trucking genius. And it's like, <laughs> that's just like when football was hot, like when all these videos, all of a sudden everybody think they could coach football. Right. You know? Right. Then basketball and baseball getting hot now, and everybody think they can show you how to shoot like Steph Curry. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, I'm a realist, man. I'm not gonna sit here and blow smoke. You know what I'm saying? I just keep it. I just tell you what I see, and a lot of stuff that we see is falsified. It ain't. Got you. It ain't what it really is. Got you. How, how how did you learn? How did how did you learn the trucking business? Trial and error, man. I mean, I didn't I didn't contact the people. They either want a, a whole bunch of money from, from you or everybody want to start these dispatch companies where they go on the load board and they're trying to put all these loads together and they're hitting you across the head for the for stuff that you could do, you right. know, because I book all my own loads now. Okay. I, I do, you know, um, you know, the hardest part is for me is understanding just how the market fluctuates. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you might you might be in a lane going from Virginia to Texas, and that might be paying you four dollars a mile, but on the way back it's paying you two twenty. Right. So right. just trying to, you know, I'm only a year and some change in it. So I go from X's and O's my whole life learning a whole <laughs> new business. I'm not gonna be sitting here and be perfect. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm not green though. Yeah. I'm gonna sit here and just let you just tell me, oh, we're running this, da 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 da, and we're gonna take eight percent. Nah, that, nah, I gotta see. It got to add up. It got to make sense. And, and, make and, sense. And, and what's your niche? What What do you haul? Well, right now, um, I do low pro. I just got me a low pro triple axle step deck. And I do oversized loads. That's my niche. That's all I want to do. I don't like dry box, none of that. But I do it to keep the money coming. But my favorite thing is hauling tractors, bulldozers, uh, oversized loads. It's something about, you know, having all the lights on your truck, running down the road fast as you can, fast, right. fast as they allow you. Couple pot, couple escorts or something. Um, talking on the CB, man. You know, light your trucks up with a whole bunch of chicken lights, man. That's what I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> got you. Yeah, got that's you, got what you. I like to do. Been like this since a kid. No doubt, no doubt. So you say you've been in it for a year and a half now, right? Year and what? What the month is for? Year, year and is it? It'll be. This is March, right? Yep, we're in March. Yep. Yeah, it'll be a year and three months. Um, this March. Got you. So, so when you first tell me a little bit about first getting started, like getting your first truck, that process, how'd you, you know, pick the, find a truck that you wanted? Um, did you go with a used truck, brand new truck? Like, how, like, how was that thought process for you? Well, see what I did was my dump trucks, my tractor, I bought brand new. Um, and my dump trucks were used. I brought my, uh, my so you, my, you have, you have one semi right now and, and yeah. we have how, how much dumps? Well, well uh, my dumps, I sold all my dumps a you long sold time dumps? ago. Okay. Yeah, I sold my dumps. I sold my dumps because I couldn't keep up with them. And I was driving somebody else's truck while I was, you know, um, while they were working. Yeah. While the dumps were working. So how many so dumps I, did you have? I had three dumps. Three dumps. Okay, cool. Yeah. I had three dumps and I was driving tractor trailer while, uh, I had my dumps going and, um, so did you get them all at one at one time? Like how did how did that work out? Tell nah, me about that, the process. Well, the process was, you know, I saw how much money I was getting off one dump. Then I was like, oh, well, I need to double that. So I'm gonna give <laughs> me another dump. Yeah. I bought me another dump. So I had uh 
I had a quad, a, uh, a Quint, and a seven axle um, dump truck. So, you know, they was bringing in a lot of money, but they was used, man. Uh, and they, with a dump truck, they take a beating because they carry their weight. They don't pull their weight. Right. And all the weight and all being off road, you know, and then, you know, your drivers, you know, and all that other stuff. So it became to be a headache for me on the dump truck side. I was getting it, but every time I would get it, it the truck would go down for a week or two weeks. Then you got repairs. So you might have 30000 You might have got 30000 in the last two weeks off of three trucks. Right. You know, but then they might go down for a week and a half. Right, right, right. So did, then, then it's did, like, did you, you have con- drivers? Did you have a contract or? or? Uh, all brokers. The brokers all brokers? Monopoly. Yeah, brokers monopolize the area where I'm from, man. It's hard to get stuff. It's hard to get work and contracts, man, if you don't have a lot of trucks. Right. Or you, or you don't know how to. Like, just being able to walk into my, from my personal experience, I can't speak for nobody else. Just being able to walk up to a company and be like, I got five trucks. Some people will be like, uh, okay, cool. But between me and my brother, we got five all together. And, they, and you know, we got some broker trucks that we, you know, we, we give out some work to every now and then. Okay. But majority of the time, you know, it's, it's just enough for us. It ain't really enough for everybody else. I mean, because sometimes we find, like you said, we find people in a side niche. Right. We'll run and we'll do this. And, you know, the trucks that we got at, at the house running, um, those run, and I and I lease my truck onto a bigger company because the insurance was so goddamn high. I couldn't afford to. We couldn't afford to run the type of uh, freight that I wanted to run with the mm, insurance. Got so you. I had to lease onto a bigger company. You know? Got you. So, so at the peak, you as far as equipment wise, you had your your truck that was leased on, mm-hmm. right, to a, a bigger mm-hmm. company, and yep. then um and then you had the the dump trucks. And, and and then basically you had drivers driving the dump trucks, right? So that was all at the same time. So, yeah, I had dump trucks rolling and I was driving somebody else's tractor. Oh, you was driving somebody else's tractor? Yeah, just learning. Okay, got you, got you, got mm-hmm. you. Okay, so yeah. so now so I, so I got now. So you were learning and then you had your, your business was actually the dump yeah. truck business. All mm-hmm. right, okay, so you said you end up selling all the dump trucks. Um, yeah. And when did and you got- do that? What year did you do that? that was- I did that. Um, that was last year, man. I was moved. I moved a little bit too fast. I ain't gonna lie to you. I got my, and then I brought me a brand new tractor, and um, I bought me a 2020 Volvo in September uh, because I was just tired of all the breakdowns. Okay, so I was I gonna, I was gonna ask you what what made you decide to go brand new and just. Um, I uh, well, I didn't want to go. I mean, just you know, for my brother. My brother had brand new trucks, so he was like, "Man, listen, you gonna keep spending all that money." breaking it down and you're going to play the same song that I did. Right. Cause bro went bankrupt at one time. He had to start all over. So I'm going to listen to a person that's been bankrupt before. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I went and, I went and got it. Yeah. Yeah. My payments are high, but my truck is underneath warranty okay. and, and it runs five to six days out of the week. So it's not like I'm stopping to, get fixed every other day. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Or I'm waiting on a mechanic to come to the house or me personally, could I work on my trucks? Yeah. But why I don't, because it's a big liability and I, and it's not something that I do every day. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really trust myself to the point where it's like, I'm going to get out here and turn these wrenches all the time, which is what should have helped me learn. But at the same time, it's like, if you don't put something back, 
right, that's a liability, and your company could be gone like that. Right. I'd rather somebody else have have the liability than me. <laughs> got you. Got you. Nah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So right now you don't have any employees. You just, just nah, just just me, just me, just taking my just slow rolling. Just how, slow rolling. How, how was the experience when you did have the employees with the dump trucks? Uh, it's a headache, but I I enjoyed every moment of it, even though it was a headache. But I still what, enjoyed what, it because what, it was. what part of it was a headache? Just to just having drivers, man. I mean, it don't matter how much you pay somebody. It's like it's still not enough. They think they're supposed to make what you make. Mm. But it's okay for them to go to a big company and get treated like trash. But since you're a smaller company, they think they're supposed to mm. own it, too. Right, right. They don't understand it. Why do you think that's the mentality? Because they know you're just starting, man. I think that's what it is. And okay. You know, when you go to a big company, you don't get to meet the owner. Right. You just know your. You just you get you just get to know the recruiter. Right. So whatever somebody tells you, you 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 jump and do because right, you have right, a right. job. Right. You know. Right. So, but that's just my take on it. When 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 guys were working for you, did they know that you were in the NFL and and, and all of that, or did they just kind of know you as, as yeah. the owner of the company? I mean, yeah, they knew I was in the NFL and uh, all of that. Uh, but you know, they would. But they also that also showed them how hard you know I worked my my whole life, you know. So I was just giving people opportunity. I never looked at somebody for. I was looked at, you know, my employees as my teammates. Okay. You're not gonna get the same thing as me, but I'm gonna treat you fair, to a certain extent. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Just due to the fact of it's still a business. I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna make sure you you get what you need. You're gonna get paid on time. You're gonna have a fuel card. You're going to have an accidental card, so you can go ahead and pay it. It comes straight to me so I can see what I need to take out for this, that, and the third. And, it, you know, it's just, you know, it, 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 it's a big babysitting job. What's what's the biggest lesson you learned being an employer? And, and, and would you would you want to be an employer again? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to be an employer again. I'm just slow rolling and learning more. Okay. I think what I did, I jumped out there too fast because I seen the dollar sign. And the money was coming in so fast, I didn't care. Right. Like, we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. Right. And um, well, the next thing I would do, I could do it all over again. I would get a truck paid for first and then go buy another one and then keep doing it like that. And and build that way. Yeah, and build that way. Got you. Got you. What what was the biggest lesson you learned being an employee as far as having employees? Um, The biggest thing is, man, you just got to be able to be patient and, um, Understand everybody's not going to think like you and keep them motivated. You know, that's the biggest thing about having employees, keeping them motivated. Uh, making sure they're comfortable to a certain extent where it's not breaking your, your pocket. Make And make sure they under, uh, the biggest thing is respect too, man. Mm. Uh, you know, respecting your, uh, your uh, employees. I've always respected my employees, but you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, when the summertime get around, it seems like nobody want to work. Everybody, <laughs> during the wintertime, during the wintertime, man, I need money, I need money. But then when you feed them, oh, man, I'm tired. And right. it's like, dude, you, you was begging for work. Now you're getting it. Now you don't want to run. But then the wintertime come, you complain. Right. I don't, understand, I don't get it. Me, I just run as hard as I can all the time because that's all I know. <laughs> Got you. What, what do you think as an employer you could have done a little bit differently? Maybe to be more, more successful. Uh, have better equipment. Better equipment. Have better equipment. And yeah, have better equipment. Take my equipment when I bought it and put it in the shop. Ran it for a week myself. Put it in the shop. Got everything fixed up. 
It just took my time. Instead of just trying to get out, just because I had the money going to buying all the trucks, that wasn't right. a smart thing to do. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Just wish, wish I would have took my time and learned a little bit more. Got you, got you. Mm-hmm. What, what what do you advise like someone who's a, a young athlete like 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 yourself? Um, you know, about to come into the league or come into a professional situation as far as their finances. Like, what 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 would you advise them right right now to do? Oh, what I advise them to do is basically keep their money and network. Learn learn about something that you want to learn about. Take your time and then put your money in that. And um, as far as the trucker business, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my money in that without me being there all the time because trucking requires a lot. It's not like real estate where you put your money in and it's just a little passive income. Trucking requires a lot of hands-on things, and that's a business where you have to be there and you have to be locked in. You know, all businesses you have to be locked in, but trucking you have to be locked in because it's so much that goes into trucking. All your taxes, your insurance. You really got to know what all your liabilities are. You know what I'm saying? And um, your rate per mile, how you book freight, are you going to have a dispatcher or you're not going to have a dispatcher, um, your fuel costs, how to get fuel savings, how much money you're going to spend out there eating on the road, uh, you're going to cook your own food, uh, everything, man. It's, you're living on the road and what's important, you know? Right, right. Yeah. What, what would you say is one of the biggest mistakes you made in business? Um, Moving too fast. Just moving too fast. Because you see the dollars. Right. Right. That's the biggest thing. So, Moving so, so, so basically it's all patient. about just pacing yourself. That's it. Pacing yourself and not putting all your eggs in one basket. Okay. Um, because what a lot of people don't realize is trucking is a volume game. One truck is not going to make you rich. I mean, you, you'll make, you'll make uh, six figures. Right. But if you think you're just going to come out here, the magic number is three to five. Right. You get you three to five good drivers, three to five good trucks and, and a few good lanes, you'll be a millionaire, you know? You'll be a millionaire and you take that money and put it somewhere else to offset the trucking for the slow months. A lot mm-hmm. of things, a lot of times people don't tell you, you got three slow months, you know, that, that it's slow. It's just slow. The industry just slows down. It don't come to a halt. It just slows down. Right. So instead of making six grand that week, you might make 3,500 or four, you know, because it ain't, it's nothing extra. And right. That's all, that's all due to the economy. And then if you're driving dumps, it's weather permitted. Right. Know? Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. Are are you are you more proud of your accomplishments as an athlete or as an entrepreneur now in, in trucking? Um That's a good that's a hard question, man, because I just if I look back, if I'm looking back, I'm proud of what I did as a player, but that's living in the past. Mm. You see what I'm saying? But now I'm living in the future and it's like I didn't overcome driving over the road and had three trucks. To selling all that to just getting one truck of my own, you know, and building and now to where I am today, you know, with my own truck and trailer, um, along with the other trucks my my brother and I have together, um, back at home in Richmond that runs every day. Um, together we got five. So um my biggest accomplishments, man, I think I just enjoy winning a day at a time. If you understand what I'm saying, because go into that a little bit. Uh, what I mean by that is like every moment of this of life and business is precious. You know, you 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 can't get that time back. You know, a decision you might have thought that was wrong yesterday might be right for today. You know, you might have took a load. You was like, man, I took that load. It won't but a dollar eighty. That dollar eighty got you to that five dollars a mile load mm. that you ain't know that was gonna happen. 
Right. Or that's like this week, last week, I had to pick up a new trailer. And I was looking, I was like, man, I took that load, man. I ain't make but like two, $300 off of it because my deductions came out on Monday. But what it did was put me in a place to go to Pennsylvania, drop off a load in Illinois, be able to sell my trailer to my buddy in Tennessee, come back to pick <laughs> up three days worth of FedEx and to pick up my trailer on Tuesday. Right. And pick up another load on Monday. Right. So my cash flow ain't never stopped. So it's that it's that butterfly effect. It's like if you would have exactly. done that one thing that looked like a loss to that's, some. Exactly. So that's why I say every moment is precious. And, and understanding in this business, you can't do it by yourself. There's not too many businesses out here for if you want to grow big that you're going to be able to do it by yourself. Right. And everything relates back to sport. That's why when I try to build a team, I'm going to be on the defensive side. I need somebody strong enough to run. I need me a good quarterback on offense, you know. And then if we starting off with a two-person, you know, offensive defense, and then we keep building, eventually I'm going to be the head coach, which is the CEO. So mm. I'm going to need me uh, uh, assistant head coach, which is the vice president. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be the president. They be the vice president. Right. And after that, I need my offensive coordinator, my defensive coordinator, my position coaches. You see what right. I'm saying? Right. So that's how I try to build my team. But like I say, man, everybody's right now, is everybody's for themselves. So I stick to myself. So I, don't <laughs> get, so I don't get out there. You know, I talk to people, but like I say, you tell people, they either run with your ideas or they tell you they're going to help you. You never see them again or they want to charge you an substantial amount give you some nuggets that somebody might have, you know, come upon themselves and they just capitalize off the situation. Got you. Got you. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the industry right now? Um, especially with everything going on currently, um, you know, where, where, where do you see the industry going? I mean, the industry it's going to still run, but far as like, you know, I think right now the refrigerated and box freight is going to be what's hot because, we need food and we need, you know, the, what is it called? The emergency freight. Like right. right now, I haven't even picked up my, my open deck trailer. I've been pulling FedEx, right. you know, because it's paying good money and I'm not going that far and I'm not burning a lot of fuel, you know? So I'm not going to pull an open deck trailer just to look cool to have a big truck in the back. <laughs> right, right, right. To drive to a state where I might pick up some freight that ain't really worth nothing when I can stay consistent. And it could do the same thing. It's born, but still getting the bills paid. There you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There you go. And then once we get out of this, whatever we in, like, I don't even know what to call it. Like, this is just like prison. I ain't never been to prison, but I can tell you this what it feel like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> man, because it's like you can't do nothing. And, like, you know, you watch all them prison shows. It's like, man, we, we, we in prison in our own houses. But... I don't really look at it like that. I'm bored, but at the same time, I look at this as a time for my family and I to get closer, um, spend more time with the kids, understand right. what's going on with them, and helping them build, being able to talk to them and, you know, see what's on their minds, see what else I can do in life to be able to prepare them for the future and produce more income for me so I can be a better parent to them by having more time. What 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 changes do you think this this situation is gonna make you make in the future moving forward? Like, what are some things that have stood out? Like, man, I wasn't prepared for this. I'm gonna make sure I do this now, so the next time something like this happens, I'm prepared. 
finding other streams of income. Mm. That's my that's my biggest thing now because what I want to do with my life is I want to be a great parent. It's not all about the money for me, but I want to be able to create uh, enough money and wealth for me so I could be able to be the best parent I can be. Gotcha. I want nobody else raising the kids, you know. I love um, that. Um, so my biggest thing is my motivation is the kids. So uh, you can have all the money in the world, but if you ain't got nobody to, to experience nothing with, because I done lost so many family members, and if if you don't have anybody to share it with, because I, I got a big heart, man, and I like for people to come, right? you know, and to enjoy it with, you can have all the money. It, it don't mean nothing, man. That's you know what I'm saying? Riding around in a, with a $50,000 chain on, pulling up into a $2.6 million mansion, and, you know, all this and all that. And then when you shut the door all the time, your homies don't want to hang with you because you're too cocky. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right, or right, right. Or you can't go to your mom's house because y'all beefing about something stupid. Or, man, like, they can have all that. Yeah. I done had a bunch of money. I done had a, to me, what I consider a lot of money, I done had a, not a lot of money. At the end of the day, what that made me the most happy is spending time with my loved ones, man. Mm. And that's just the real. And that's be, you know, it's just how I feel. Now I love that, man. That's dope. Mm-hmm. So so what are your what are your future plans for CG and Boys Trucking, man? What's if if in, in, in five years, what, what does your company look like? In five years, uh to be honest, my trucks will probably be my size. I probably have three to five trucks. Just uh have a couple of them running. Um just just bringing me some revenue all year round. Um um, I still keep me a truck. I have a truck for the rest of my life just because I love with it. I just love trucking. I don't care. I'll be 80, 90 years old riding the truck. You know what I mean? Right. Still on the CB. Still walking slow if I'm old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hopping out. Pulling whatever. Yeah. I always have me a truck. But um, I've been doing some, you know, some self-evaluation, bro. And, you know, trucking is one of my callers. It's not my biggest calling. I don't know what's my biggest calling yet, um, but I'm I'm preparing for it. So whatever it may be, I'm ready. I'm just waiting for it to show itself. But it, I've already been, you know, shown that the, the trucking is not going to be my biggest, um, biggest calling. But I'll always have trucks. Got you. you and you I've mentioned always been in the industry. You 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 mentioned having multiple streams of income. What are some other things that interest you as far as Man. business? It sounds crazy, but I'm a country boy, man. I like working with my hands and stuff. So I used to hate cutting grass when I was playing in the league, but some re- but for some reason when I got out, I went and bought me a zero-turn lawnmower, man, and a weed whacker, and it just brings me so much peace and joy, like doing right. flower beds and stuff like that, man. And, um, you know, so probably, you know, I want to learn how to do um, – contract work in the house as well okay i want i want to do a little bit of real estate i've been looking into the atm machine um just different type of investments man there's a lot of stuff out here man um i've explored the network marketing stuff you know um it's a lot of stuff man but at this point like you say i'm i've been doing podcasts i really love podcasts i've been doing it with one of my um Football coach from Ohio State. Um, what's, what's the name? Smith. What's the name of the podcast? Let's talk uh, about it. Promote it real Men- quick. Menace to Society. Okay. We we do it every week. Um, if you go to my page and check it out, um, 
Coach Zach Smith from a former Ohio State football coach. Um, has been going through some hard times in his life, and so have I. And um, he did a show. He did a show. He asked me to be on it. And everybody, he kept getting good feedback. He was like, hey, bro, you need to speak, man. Like, you need to be a motivational speaker, man. Like, everybody's asking you to speak. Uh, I just speak from the heart, man. So um, mm-hmm. all I, when, I, when, I, when I speak, I just want to touch people. Yeah. I don't want a person to ever felt like when they left there, it was like, man, why, why were we in there? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, that guy was born. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. I, I never wanted to be one of those people. But now, you know, with, with some of the things that, that happened in my life, um, I like to touch people, man. I like to uplift people. I like to see people go and give it 110%. I don't care if you fail 30 times, 40 times. Man, I'd have been knocked down so many times that it don't even matter anymore. Like, I'm numb to being knocked down. I'm always trying to figure out how can I get to the next destination? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You got to think about it. We just talked about all the accolades I had, and I ended up going to free agent. Right. I've been cut. I've been cut seven, eight times in the NFL. They told me I won't go make it, and I ended up starting at a linebacker before I blew my knee out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I started playing special teams when the coach didn't even want me on the team. So that's just telling you my, my, my go hard and willing to learn and want to. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. It, it ain't nothing in this world that I believe I can't do. Some things I just need help with, and that's just life. <laughs> nah, that's 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 real, man. Yeah. And it takes a big person to be able to reach out to find that help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be, yeah. Have the humility to know yeah. that I need help, and I'm looking for it. And I'm, I'm... All, all day long. That's just like look at Warren Buffett. You think Warren Buffett got to where he is by himself? Right. Exactly. No. Exactly. I mean. You think Robert Kiyosaki got to where he was by himself? No, that man was about to go bankrupt over millions of dollars. But he told himself he won't proclaim bankruptcy. He was going to get himself out of that. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, exactly. Eric Thomas, I mean, you, Inky Johnson, all these people, I'm in Denzel Washington, all these people, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey lived in this car for three years before he got a gig. That's a all fact. these people I listen to. So I'm like, I was blessed to have an opportunity to have money in my account to even get started. Right. So, that was already a jump there. You know, why I made it in the league, I started to make it because I had a mentor. Mm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? A- AP helped me a lot. Uh, Antonio Pierce. Okay. He linebackers for the Giants and the okay. Redskins. Okay. I mean, just him teaching, you know, helping me along the way, man. And, you know, like, hey, man, you need to work on this spot. Hey, man, you need to do this. And once I started talking to him, and I found somebody that believed in me because uh, I was having, at one point, I was having confidence in issues because it was like I kept getting cut for people that weren't better than me. That's just how I felt. Right. But then once he started talking to me and teaching me different things, that confidence helped me get all the way through the roof. A little bit that he, that little bit, little does he know, you know, that, that helped me play every week. Yeah. That's just I, what it was. How much politics is it in in, in, in the league, man? I'm sure, Listen, I'm sure it's bro. a lot. Yo, know, I'm we saying, listen, we here, bro. We yeah, here. I don't even think we got enough money to talk about. <laughs> because you know they 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 always talk about the uh, the the plantation menta- mentality in the league mm-hmm. and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, like speak to that a little bit. Like, you know, the, 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 been there. I mean, I've been there. It is, bro. It is what it is, bro. If you can't perform, you're not gonna be there. You got your some people that make it. Because of people, I don't know how. There's some cats that been in the league for forever, man, and I don't know how they make it. I don't know who they know. You know, some <laughs> guys that get injured every year, they just keep playing. Or some guy that's been on the second team for the last eight years, and you're trying to figure out how he on the team. He ain't never did nothing. <laughs> I don't get it. Right. 
everybody got their niche, man. Right. That's how you got to look at it. Right. So if that if, if that's their calling to be a backup player and just keep going from team to team, making a lot of money, that's what they call to do. You know what mm, I'm saying? Gotcha. But, but I do know if you can't perform in the league, it's just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. Axe. You get the axe, brother. That's a fact. What, what was what it is? What was the tone in the league when during that that Kaepernick situation with the kneeling and all that? Like, what was the tone on your team? Uh, that it created a lot of. For me, well, it depends on your background and where you come from. Okay, you know what I'm saying. You know, it it caused a lot of controversy between the white and the blacks. That's just what it was. Right. I mean, that's even when I got to, you know, I played for the 49ers as well. A lot of people didn't like it. A lot of players were with it. Then when I get to the Giants, you know, everybody, they all of a sudden, you know, I used to talk to Cap like every Friday. And I understood where he was coming from, you know. But everybody says the way he went about it was the wrong way. But to him, that was the right way because he was on a big platform. Right. He did what he felt was right. And right. You can't, I, and I'm not going to knock a man for doing what he felt was right because that's what he wanted to do to try to change the world. Not mad at him for that. But can't do you be. think he, he even saw that coming when he when he, when he he took that first step? I mean, or was, was that just a personal protest for him and then it just got blown up? Um, To be honest with you, man, I think what Cap started doing was a lot of a lot of history research so started watching a lot of you know african americans you know legends you know your marcus garvey's your um martin luther king's your uh malcolm x um and started studying religions and started studying you know the stuff over in africa you know just started just started just started studying african-american history then he got the you know then he started looking at the stuff that's in america you know what I'm saying? And it didn't, it won't add up. <laughs> right, right. And then, you know, when she start getting exposed to that, um, start getting exposed, exposed to different things and learning different, you start to look at life different. Like, why do we sing the, why do we sing the Pledge of Allegiance? You know what I'm saying? Like, why do we, like he would say, why would you pray before a football game? The other team is praying for the same thing. We'll make you stronger than the other man that's praying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, if you're on the other side of the field and I crush you and you get hurt, but you pray for hedge of protection, you know, how come you got hurt and I didn't? Or he would say, same thing with the military. He would say, I'm going to sit here and read the Bible and get ready to go in war and kill a person over there. And just because I'm a Christian and he's a Muslim, what makes that any different? What makes it okay? Oh, because right. I'm America and I'm a Christian. Right. That makes me better than him. So that was his thing. He wanted equality mm. between the people. Mm. It wasn't that he was trying to create race wars and all this other thing. He wanted equality between the people. Right. Right. He wanted to, like if you're gonna show black kids getting killed on TV, just show the white kids getting killed on TV or the Asian kids getting killed on TV. Right. Don't just make it seem like black folks are just a bunch of animals because of this or that show everything that was going on. Right. You know, right. that was his main thing. Um, I never participated cause I didn't have enough money to participate. So if I got cut, you know, <laughs> I can't afford <laughs> to get cut 
right. because I wanted to part, participate, participate in a social movement. Mm. I mean, that's just how I felt. Right. Because the conversation was going to be different for a guy that got 80 million to a guy that's making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. That's right. And that's just, and that's just how it goes. That's right. I got a family at the house. So yeah. that's why I couldn't participate. Yeah. But my, my, my biggest thing was, you know, let's treat everybody the same. You know, I've been places where I'm the only black guy. I got white friends where, you know, we go out to the country, we go out to redneck bars. I'm the only black person. Yeah. But they don't bother me. I'm going right. to speak to you. <laughs> right, right, You're right. still a person. Right. Hey, man, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? I'm not not in here like I'm the only black person. I'm waiting for something to pop off. Let me get my knife. No, nah, man, you people. <laughs> right, right, right. I exactly. believe people, good people do, you know, I'd have been plenty of places, man, where people be like, uh, bro, you went there? Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's just life. You like. I done had I done had one of my I, I, in Ohio I was riding my four wheeler and this and, and the guy was like uh he was like you went down to what part of Ohio? I was like Swanee. He was like he was like, Man, back in the day, bro, you could not have black people in Swanee, Ohio. Yeah. I was like, What you mean, bro? He was like, Bro, listen. He's like, bro, black people used to get hung down there and they go down there, and you'll never find them. I was like everybody when I went down there, everybody was nice. Right, right, <laughs> you know right, I mean? right, right, exactly. Everybody was offering food and we used to eat pizza, bonfires. <laughs> but see the thing, the biggest thing about America, bro, and the problem is what's going on, and it's it's, it's proven right now. People don't understand each other because of the media. Mm. That's the problem. Mm. The media has us so locked in that we believe everything that we see. And a guy that worked on my bike in Ohio, because I ride motorcycles, he said one thing. He said to me, he said, man, I didn't know you guys were that cool. And I said, what do you mean by you guys? Right. He said, I didn't know black people were, were cool like you. And I was like, well, why would you say that? He was like, because every time I turn on the TV, it has black people is always killing folk. Y'all don't know how to act or this, that, and the third. And I'm like, look, man, that's what's portrayed on TV. Right. Right. It's like every time we see white guys on a with a skit head riding a Harley Davidson, we think they're gonna kill us. Right. And that's not true. <laughs> right. Right. How how did how did how did we become so disconnected, man? I mean, we all live in the same world I, I i you know what i'm saying that's crazy for him because, to even make a statement like that yeah i mean it's all about what you see dude you know what i mean and everybody to me everybody can't think for themselves you know what i'm saying right sheep right. have to be led right everybody can't be a wolf sheep have to be led sometimes yeah. and it's a lot more sheep in this world than wolves that's a fact that's a fact do you do you think with, with going back to the Kaepernick situation? Do you think that was good for the league? Do you think that needed to happen? Yeah, it did need to happen. I mean, uh, because it was a good thing for the league because you know a lot of players felt that way about what was going on, the small talk, but everybody was scared to step up mm. because they didn't know what was going to happen. Because, right. like I said, if I step up and do this. Will I lose my job? Then I'm like, then I'm just looked at like, God dang, now I go home to my wife like I lost my job because I took a knee. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? And then yeah. it's like, well, why would you do something stupid like that? Yeah. But see, a lot of people don't want to stand up for what they believe in because they're scared of the consequences that may happen. Cap one scared. 
How many how many people actually lost their job like as a result of you know um being a part of the protest? Uh I don't I don't uh a lot of people didn't, but it was a, it's a chance that you may. Right. You so notice, it's almost like a, a, a invisible risk because it's like yeah. do you really cause if nobody really actually lost it, <laughs> but it's like the threat is out there, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you just you just don't know. A you lot don't of know. People, a lot, it was trust me. That's why you didn't see you saw out of the people that was on the team, you might see five or six guys do it. Right. You know? And those right. was the guy that, you know, that had some type of clout on the team where it was like, okay, if they do it, it's not going to happen. Right. Like, I won't go chance it. <laughs> I just now, excuse and, me, I just and, now started to play, but I won't go chance it because I just didn't know. Right. Right. And the thing is, also, I mean, they're probably going to, like you said, media again, yep. um, sensationalizing things. They're going to focus on the bigger name players also. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I mean, that's that. That whole thing is just crazy. What do you, What do you think about um the whole Jay Z thing? Like with with, with Jay Z kind of telling people to to support it, and then like you know partnering with the NFL or whatever's going on with that. What was your yeah. opinion on that? I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't even get in really into that situation. Like I missed that whole little way. Right. All I know is I got on Instagram one day, and they were like, "Oh, Jay Z lame. He partnered with the league just to make more money. You know, he saw it as a way to capitalize." Me, I really, I didn't get a chance to read into that. Right. I don't know what I was doing at the time. So I'm not going to comment on a situation that right. I really don't know about because now then I'll be sitting here looking stupid like, <laughs> well, how would you say something about Jay-Z, bro? <laughs> and you don't even know what really happened. I, right. I don't know, man, just to be honest, because I, I didn't really, it really didn't, I really didn't get into it like that. That one, right. that one, I missed that one. I'm not, right. I'm not going to lie to you. Got you, got I missed you. that one. Um, there's no black owners in the NFL, correct? Mm, if they are, they're behind the scenes. They're like behind I heard, the scenes. I, y'all heard Venice and Serena own some of the Jaguars. Okay, like 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 I, a percentage or whatever the case. Yeah, like be. a percentage. Yeah, um, I think all the owners are either um, foreigners or white. I mean, okay. why is that? I don't know. Can't tell you. Right. You know. I mean, we can sit here and play get the guest game all we want. Yeah. You know, but that's a that's a secret society too. You know, right. that's a little sacred little brotherhood too, you know. Right. You gotta have a certain amount of money to get up here. What do we need to start doing to um to start building wealth in our communities? Well, one, we gotta learn how to trust each other, man. We gotta get out of that slave mentality, the crab in the bucket mentality. See, that's the problem right now with what our people and I see it all the time. I got family members where I, I see people in Richmond that are family members that have trucking companies that don't even want to work together because somebody's scared they're going to make more money than somebody else. I just do it by myself. Okay. Yeah. You got the bread, but look how much more you could accomplish. You could have got the, you could have got the $2 million part of the, of the, of the contract instead of the 500,000. Right. If you would have just came together. See what I learned about black people. We, well, not I, a lot of us have, the crab in the bucket mentality. Oh, that's the last piece of chicken. That's all we gonna have to eat. Right. Like, nah, dog. If we, if it's, if it's five of them, and it's only two pieces of chicken together, the other four or five people, we are gonna figure out what else to eat. We gotta right. go get it. We right. Gotta find something to go get it with. Exactly. You know? But with us, it's like, man, we won't jump for each other. But if somebody of a different race comes to us with an idea, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't understand that. It's, it's, it's very deep rooted. <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, it, 
it's, it's just like deep rooted conditioning that seems to be instilled in us. And um, I agree with you. I mean, that, 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 that crab in the bucket thing is just like, we've been saying that term forever because it's so real and so prevalent in our community. Oh, for sure. That's just like, you know, let's just say, like, you didn't even know me, but I said, bro, I'm proud of what you're doing. That's a fact. I wasn't looking for no interview for that. Right. I saw what you was doing, man. I was proud of what you had going, man. Like, people don't understand how hard it is to be in business, man. Right. And just to hear somebody say, hey, man, thank you. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And you've been sitting here working all day, but you're like, man, listen, man, I hope somebody, I hope somebody <laughs> like this. After, you know, you got 15 DMs. You're like, man, God damn. Yeah. I wasn't looking for that. Yeah. I was just hoping I got one. Right. You know? So, um, biggest thing, like I said, for us, man, we got to learn how to not burn each other and learn how to work together so we can accomplish more. Like, why go get a third of the pie? We can get the whole pie and split it in a third. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So why we go... Why, why me and you going up here to go get a third of the pie? But if we take two more people, we can get the whole pie and split it in the fourth with two more people and get more money. Right, right. No doubt. So, so it's like we understand the problem. So how do we mobilize and start actually creating solutions? It's a mental thing, man. People got to get out of their own ways of just understanding when they need help and guidance and understanding the right education to the, to what's going on. You see what I'm saying? Like if you're going to teach somebody something, don't half ass them, man. Teach them the right way and don't worry about if they're going to get past you, man. Mm. Cause it might've been everybody life ain't the same, man. You know, it might have been just your job to teach them and you don't only make $150,000. You know how many people that my class at Ohio State has taught playbooks and different techniques and how much money and recruits that we didn't recruit and how much are all them young recruits together, all the money that they make was never the amount of money that we would ever see in our life for playing football. Right, right. But I'm not mad at them for that. Right. That was a purpose in my life that may be to come back. Prime example, like my little bro, Raquan McMillan, that plays for the Dolphins. I helped recruit him. He stayed with me all the time. He took my spot when I was a senior. And then I got my spot back in the playoffs. I still went to the league. But I I still helped him and picked him up every day, even though he took my spot. Still make sure he was fed, because I promised that I was going to be his big brother. Mm. Now, if I would have flaked on him, now what would I look like to him? I would have been another black male in his life that said they was going to do something that didn't want to do it. Correct? That's a fact. That's a fact. So, knowing that my little bro didn't already pulled his heart out to me about his life, why would I bring that, why would I even give him a chance to even say that about me? Right. So, therefore, it hurt me, but I had to get through it. It made me stronger. Yeah. And now, he a millionaire, and I ain't nowhere near a millionaire. But mm. am I mad at that? No. Right. I'm happy for little bro. That's dope. The, listen, dog, call me, call me for anything. I don't care forever. You know? Right. Call me, call me, call me anytime, whatever, whatever. And I say that because 
that's the definition of working together yeah. to move forward, not worrying about what the other person has. Because he might get a gig here sometime in life. He'd be like, hey, bro, this is what I got for you. Do you want to be a part of it? And it's like, dang, here's my millionaire situation. 100%. 100%. You're right. It might not even be a millionaire uh, position. It might just be something as simple as, hey, bro, I I want you to be able to have this or do this or this is just a little repayment back gift. And I ain't looking for none of that, but I'm just giving examples. Right, right, right. For sure, for sure, for sure. So, So has that always been your mindset? Like, have you always been this way? Did something happen in your life to start making you move? Nah, bro. I, I, I mean, we can go that's back. That's just you. Like, that's just me, bro. I'll give you the shirt off my back until you give me a reason not to. And then, and then at that point, I mean, always, like I told you, I always want to see people do good. I always want to speak life into people. I know how hard life is. I'd have been in the darkest of the dark, and I'd have been in the lightest of the life, bro. And it ain't too much I ain't heard. It ain't too much I ain't seen. Um just from other f- friends and family that have brought different problems and situations to their life. And at this point in time, I think people need to be uplifted instead of being always beat, beat down, man. Right. And, I'm, and I'm, and I'm not, I'm on a positive wave, man. You know, right. I don't like being in a dark place. So if we're not going forward or making a left or a right to get back forward, I don't, it ain't no point of talking to me because I don't want the negativity. Life is already hard. Being around other people is already hard. So why are we gonna keep making it harder than what it needs to be? That's a fact. That's a fact. So you mm-hmm. you you were talking about um you said you said um some people have told you that you should, you know, go into like motivational speaking and stuff like that. And and just yeah. listening to you, I, I I agree. Like I think that's definitely <laughs> your lane. You know what I'm saying? Have 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 you done any of that yet? Like have you done any speaking publicly? Uh brother, um I spoke for a couple kids, man, or at a football camp. Okay. Um, or at my at my son's football practice. Okay, okay. I mean, everybody want me to coach and be a motivational speaker. <laughs> and I'm just like, I want to do that. That's part of my goals in life. But it's like, if I do that, then I'm still cutting time for my kids. That's you true. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't go. But like I said, ain't no telling what's going to go on in this world. Right. Ain't no telling what's going to happen. Because if they shut us down, that means everybody going to lose everything. That's a fact. It's like a re- <laughs> it's like a reset. It's like I, I mean, you know, to be honest with you, this almost might be if if there was any chance for us to get together and and and, and start building as a community, this might be the time. <laughs> if there's ever an opportunity, you know what I mean. See, and if people don't want to understand their percentage, if you got ten grand, that's all you got. Let that ten grand grow. Right. If it take you five years to get fifty to sixty to get into that big pot, let it grow. It took right. me fifteen to seventeen years to make it to the NFL. Right. Like it take time. You know, it takes time, but you know, when you're out here by yourself and that money not coming as fast and you're trying to figure thing out, everything by yourself, then anxiety kicks in. Yeah. Like everybody right now in the stock market is crashing, whatever, whatever. Everybody, everybody making emotional decisions. Right. Right. It ain't time to do that. Right. Trying to sit still and really use your mental to be able to create an avenue for you to be able to not be in this situation to protect yourself the next time it may come around. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, so right now, that's my biggest, uh, that's what I'm doing right now. You know, I was like, I called my brother and said, bro, what? matter of fact, I called another one of my partners and I said, bro, we're going to have a recession here soon, bro. He said, yeah, bro, I already know. I said, it'll probably be 2021. He said, it may be sooner than that. 
And when he said that, I got on YouTube. Guess who popped up there? Robert Kiyosaki. My guy. <laughs> Your man, Robert. <laughs> my man, Robert. The next thing you know, he started talking about what was supposed to happen back in 2016. But Trump got elected. Yeah. You know, and somehow he helped the economy. And, you know, he starts talking about how him and Trump are best friends and how he's really smart. I don't know the man. All I know right. is what the media media portrays him to be. And, you know, what, as soon as somebody says something, uh, how negative the media could create something. They could take your words. You could say, you can go up there and say um, something of, that doesn't have anything to do with, with, uh, with the subject. Right. But they're going to make it like you made this big old thing about how you can't stand Trump. I mean, that's nothing. You yeah, said yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have right, been equal. Sure. You could have been like, look, I'm, I am i don't really get involved myself in politics. I don't really understand what's going on. I'm not just a Democrat because all these other black people are Democrats. So I'm not a Republican because all these other black people are Republicans. Right. Like, I really need to figure out what's going on. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just jump on the bandwagon. I hate Trump because he's a racist. And it's like, dude, do you really know what's going on? Or you just heard the media say that? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Well, he said this back in such and such, but that was back then. But oh boy, said this to you at work the other day, but you still hang out with him. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, it don't be adding up. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, it for sure. It don't be it's adding like- up. I think I think with him, uh, the problem that a lot of people have is just his tone a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? It's that his tone. He has tone. a very unapologetic tone, that, and he rubs people the wrong way. I think if you took that out of the equation, people would have more of an opportunity to to try to, you know, grasp what he's actually bringing to the table. You know, you know why he I mean? talk like that? You know why he talk like that? Why is that? Because people with that, that, with, that uh, with power like that, that's never had to been filtered or say anything, Right. Same thing in football. You get those coaches that are legendary coaches that's great, and they just assholes, man. They just what they are. Right. They just talk to you any type of way. They always think you you supposed to know this. And it's like, hold on, dog. Look, you played your whole life until you was 35, 40 years old. I am a 20-year-old such-and-such player that's a rookie in the league that have that I had to do school in football. All you had to do for 12 months out of the year is football every single day, 365, if you wanted to. It's right. a big difference. That's a fact. But people don't look at it like that. Mm. Oh, you a dummy. Oh, how am I a dummy? Oh, you just come out here and you don't know what you're doing. But I had to learn. Were you willing to teach me? Right. Did you, think, did you take the time to ask me, did I need help? I'm automatically a dummy because I don't know. But that's the same thing like when these cats come out the league and all they know is X's and O's. And don't nobody want to take the time to teach them the business. They just want their money. But then they capitalize off the money because they ain't have enough money to carry on what they had in their operation. But you want to bring the next man down to counterport yourself. That's mm. another problem we got. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Instead of you being real with yourself and understanding what's going on and facing what you're supposed to face, you want to bring the other person down to make yourself look better. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So, man, deep stuff. Deep stuff. I'm listening. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, that's just what... <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, bro, that's, that's what I like to do, man. I like getting on here talking about that real, man. That's just like, you know, it ain't it ain't that many real people in the world no more. Instagram, Facebook got us all got us all fried in the brain. That's it got to the point where, like, even when I was in the league, I had a, I'm following all these females that I'm never going to see in my life. Like, <laughs> like shorty bad, shorty bad, da-da-da-da-da. And then when you get off uh, 
then you get off of social media and you actually see them in the club and the light hit them, you like, hold up, bro. That's not what <laughs> that's not what she was, or that's not, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. Right. I'll be like, nah, we, it's a lot, it's a lot of it. smoke and mirrors out yeah, there. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. So I stay out the way, bro. Tell you, stay out the way. Listen, I I'm mad at that. All right, listen, man. Let's 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 kind of start wrapping it up because we've been rocking yeah. for a minute. Yeah, um, we have I, been talking for a minute. Man. I, I tell you, bro, and, I love and, it's, you. and it's been a dope show, man. You know, oh, you definitely sure. you definitely gave gave the audience, you know, their their dollars worth. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, 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 I'm a, I'm a, anytime you come to me, I'm gonna give you the real, and I'm gonna give you the best way I know how, man. Yeah, in this world, we didn't turn real selfish. It just became for for self. Now understanding, we can eat a lot more if we help one another. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, just like this gonna help you, this gonna help me. How I may never know. You right. might get all the love for the next six years. I don't care. You eating? That's all that matters. Right. You got a smile on your face. You wake up. You can do it again tomorrow. Cause it's gonna come a time where we gonna need each other outside of this. That's you know fact. what I mean? That's <laughs> it's gonna be you never know. I might just be like, bro, I just need you to listen to me, bro. And you might have a word of advice. I can't tell you how many times that it happened where you just needed a word of advice from somebody from a different point of view that you ain't talked to every day like that. Yeah, yeah. Just to be able to build your character back up. No doubt, no doubt. But, that's man, a I appreciate fact, man. you having me, man. For real. Now, now for sure, man. So, so I like to always let my guests give a final thought, and you was kind of mm-hmm. just wrapping it up right there. But I want you to uh-huh. give the audience just one one more thing to take them to take away, and then just yeah. let everybody know where they can connect with you um, on social media and reach out. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, you can connect with me at Curtis Grant fourteen on um, on Instagram. Um, hit me with a DM message or Facebook. Uh, Curtis Grant. Uh, I think it's just Curtis Grant on there. I don't have a Twitter anymore. Um, my man, let's just let's just use this time right now. This virus that they that's saying that's out there in the world that it may be, it may not be, but don't don't lose sight of what's going on in the world. Um, use this time to be able to get back with your family members. Um, build a stronger relationship with them. Um, forgive people that you may not want to forgive. Get that, get that negative energy away from you. Create positivity in your life. Get with some people, like-minded people. Get ready to um, move forward. Think about the future. Build for your kids. Learn how to get you a couple assets. Learn how to create your, create something big enough for yourself where you don't feel like you always have to work for somebody. And challenge yourself, man, mentally and physically to do something that you've never done before. If you fail, oh, well. I done failed a lot, man. <laughs> Being an athlete, you're going to fail. I blew my knee out. Yeah, that, that that ain't stopped me. I'm still out here getting it. It ain't stopped me. You know what I'm saying? I got cut eight times. I still found a way to play in the NFL. You know what I mean? I got lost my spot three times in a row at Ohio State. Still found a way to play. You know? So it don't matter. It's all about if you got it in the inside. And if you got it up here, you got it in your heart. You're going to make it at something. It might not always be dollar. It may be just to get the wisdom to learn something. So you could teach somebody else. And that other person might counterpoint you to your destination just for the help. That's all I got. No doubt. No doubt. Yep. Curtis, big time Grant, yeah. <laughs> athlete, athlete, entrepreneur, <laughs> and now motivational speaker. <laughs> hey, it is, bro. I just Yo. Man, I want to see people do great, man. I don't shoot. 
Listen, if I could see, if if I could just get five people to listen out a hundred every day, that's all I need. That's a fact, bro. Listen, man, it's been a pleasure, bro. It's been yeah. a pleasure. Thank you Likewise. so much for joining me today, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I love where the conversation went. Well-rounded. Yeah. We talked yeah. about a lot of stuff. And I for wish sure. you continued success. And, um, you know, overall, man, you're just good people, bro. Like, I just feel your energy. You oh, know what I'm saying? And, you, you, and, and, and it's very seldom that you find like-minded individuals. Like, everything that you were saying, as far as, like, us working together, and, and 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 not worrying about what the next man got because like you said you never know when that man is going to be able to reach out to you and that's that's my mindset bro and and and, and it's refreshing to hear other people speak in, in that way and, and that's real i wanted to make sure you know that because i i hope you continue to have you know that that mindset oh yeah got to and that's just like you got to think about it when, we, when i when we won championship it wasn't just one person it was a coaching staff a weight staff uh, 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 a health and wellness staff, the medical staff, captains of the team, the captains in the position room, the coaches, all that stuff come together, man. That's a fact. So to win the national championship, it won't just Zeke running the ball. Because if Zeke had the ball against Oregon, against 11 people, you think he would have ran for 252 yards, 300 yards? Right. Five, four or five touchdowns? Come on, let's be realistic. Right. No. Right. I put all my stuff in sports aspects. So I can understand what's going on. And right now, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm not a solo man team. It's me and my brother. It's three of us, and you know we get down with the get down. But at the same time, to be able to go where we need to go, we gotta have a mentor. You know, we gotta have a person over here that's gonna do the books. We gotta have somebody over here that's gonna dispatch. We gotta go to these meetings and rub elbows. I gotta talk to people like you on Truck and Hustle and see where your mind's going. See, hey, bro, you like Truck and Hustle, but let's let's combine the show and see if we can get something bigger than that. Okay, That's well, I might know, I know Bill Gates, who you know? Well, oh, shoot, I don't know Bill, but I know uh, somebody from over here that could put us in play over here. Okay, well, let's use them. Let's see if we can raise enough money to go over here and do this to help us get, yeah, give them 10%. They can have the 10% because we, what we got is going to be bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's how I'm moving, brother. So, well, 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 let's lead by example and and do exactly. just that, man. Let let's exactly. connect. Let's not talk about it, and let's, let's show the people it. from this conversation right here yeah. what we yeah. can put together and help each other grow all day long, brother. Much love to you, man. Nothing but success, and you know you keep it moving out there, man. And keep you know keep up these. I love watching watching these, and and I'm glad you reached out to me, man. I'm glad I got a chance to see you in person and actually meet you, brother. I appreciate it. For sure, man. Thank right. you so much, man. All right. I love, appreciate you, bro. Same to you, brother. All right, later. Later. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. Truck and hustle.